بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده ما بعدهم سيستس one of the most important things as far as da'wah is concerned absolutely number one it is not a do but a don't and that don't is never debate with anybody about Islam in public. Never debate in public. First of all, it is not the Sunnah. Nabi Sallallahu did not debate in public. He, <coughs> he, he as, to the best of my knowledge, he never debated. <coughs> what he did was present Islam. <coughs> and he, he did that. He presented Islam to people, uh, both in public and private. But, uh, if there was an argument, if there was something that he had to, uh, the equivalent of a debate, he always did that individually, person to person. Um, public debates put the other person on the spot. Number one, that's why <coughs> it is wrong because it makes the other person feel cornered. In a corner, even a rat will fight. So you are not going to win that person over to yourself. You are just going to make that person very insecure, very afraid, um, in a corner, desperate. And that person is only going to fight back. Second thing is that in a public debate, your ego will destroy your ikhlas. And let me assure you, this will happen. There is nobody in the world who can say to me, that they are able to keep their ego under control and even in a public debate, uh, their ikhlas is supreme and they are doing it only to please Allah, I would say that they are the world's biggest liars. This is psychologically impossible. There is no way that your ego will not destroy your ikhlas, your sincerity. So that is a second big reason not to do that. Third thing is very simple. What is a debate? A debate is me versus you. It's a win-lose situation. When you go into a debate, you're not going there with an open mind to say, I want to know the truth. You're going in there to convince the other person. You already know the truth. You're going there to convince the other person. Now, in your case, you might say, well, that is a fact. I'm not going there to change my mind about Islam. I'm going there to convince the other person. Do that, but not in public. Because in a win-lose situation, both people are only thinking of one thing, which is how can I win? How can I make the other person uh, lose? So this makes it extremely difficult for the other person to accept the truth, even if they recognize it. Now you do not want to... The whole point of, uh, uh, of presenting Islam is you make it easy for the other person to accept it. You make it easy for them. If you make it difficult then you lose because the more difficult it is for them to accept it, they will not accept it. And if your purpose is to convince them, you are not going to, you, you will, you are getting nowhere, right? You, when in a public debate, that person's cost is too high, um, especially for public figures. So if you are talking to somebody who's, a, who's famous, um, their, uh, their supporters, their their disciples, their students, whoever, uh, will be in the in the crowd. They will watch that, and uh, 
that person will feel very afraid about changing their stance because they are going to lose, lose their popularity. Uh, they are afraid of bad reaction from their own people. So you raise their cost. The cost is too high. Second thing is that if they lose that debate, then you as the so-called winner have not only lost that person, but you have lost all their supporters at the same time. Because nobody likes to see their, um, their champion lose. Nobody likes to see their leader uh, insulted or, uh, or losing an argument. So if they lose, you have lost them as well as all their supporters. And if they win, then you lost yourself. So it's a very, uh, it's a very negative thing to do. Public debates cost is. Then, on the other hand, if you speak to them privately, and you keep the tone to a dialogue instead of a debate, the chances of convincing the other person is chance is much higher. Because in a dialogue, the person is not feeling threatened. It's just one on one, closed room. There's nobody watching. That person can change their mind. They can change their mind, they can become Muslim and they can still hide their identity until the time is right for them to declare it and this is permissible in Islam, there is no problem with that. So, if but that will happen only in a private place. It cannot happen in a public place because, as I said, the cost is too high. For that person to agree to you, to agree with what you are saying is too high. They will not do that. Nobody will do that. Really, if you ask me, the bottom line is to ask yourself this question. Do you want to win the debate <coughs> or do you want to win the person? If you want to win the person, debating is the worst thing that you can do. Absolutely the worst thing. If you want to win the debate, go ahead, win the debate. You've lost the person <coughs> and you got nothing. So public debates are absolutely no, no, no. Don't do that. Talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. Remember always that we come from a place of love. Islamic da'wah is from a place of love. So when you are coming from a place of love, you have to love the other person. You have to, uh, you have to, you can hate their their position, right? If the person is committing shirk, if they are uh, worshipping idols or whatever, uh, then you don't, you dislike their action. Their action is wrong. But you don't dislike the individual. Uh, if you if you if, think about this, if you hated the individual, then what would you want for them? You would want for them to burn in the hellfire. Then why give them dawa in, the, in the first place? You don't hate the individual. You love the individual enough to want the best for them. This is like looking at you know, supposing you have got a friend who's a alcoholic or who's a, or who's a, uh, a drug addict, or you want them to to break that habit. You want them to get out of their addiction. Uh, you don't like them as they are. You don't like their behavior, but you will go out of the way. You will, you know, put up with a lot of nonsense from them because you want them to be cured. So that is the same the same thing. If you want people to leave false beliefs and come to Islam, you have to love them, and you have to go to them from from a place of love, which is patience and which is calmness, and which is uh, not reacting to anything. They never react, never never get offended, never react. Let people say whatever they want to say. But you be calm. Don't, don't, uh, you know, uh, don't, don't re uh, respond to uh, rudeness with rudeness. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't serve any purpose. The uh, most beautiful dalil about this 
issue of uh, of not debating and instead doing things which are beneficial for people is when Rasulullah sent Mu'ad bin Jabal to Yemen as the governor of, and the Qazi um, and to present Islam. Yemen was a Christian country. Yemen at that time was ruled by a local uh, ruler who was uh, a tributary to the Kisra uh, of uh, Persia, but he himself was a Christian. So, that, uh, so even though Yemen was uh, a tributary state and, and, and beholden to uh, to Persia, to Iran, uh, which was uh, fire worshippers, but uh, they were themselves, so he, they, they, that was a Christian country. So, Rabbi Sallallahu now you remember, Mu'ad bin Jabal was one of the greatest scholars of Islam. Uh, he was a he was a you know one of the one of the young uh, sahaba of uh, from Medina, one of the young Ansar sahaba, and a favorite of Nabi Sallallahu So Rasulullah Sallallahu uh, held the bridle of his horse. Uh, Mu'ad bin Jabal was riding on the horse, and as he was taking about it, very beautiful hadith. I won't go into the whole detail of it. But Rasulullah said to him, he said, present to them La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, which is the basic fundamental aqidah of Islam, the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, and the risala of Rasulullah Present to them that there is no one worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, the last and final of them. La ilaha illallah. Then he said, if they accept, imagine, he didn't say convince them, argue with them, fight with them. He said, present to them, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. If they accept, then teach them salah. Because salah is the physical manifestation of La ilaha illallah. So he said, teach them salah. If they accept, teach them salah. And he said, once they start praying, get them to give, explain to them zakat. Take zakat from their wealthy and give it to their poor. And when you take zakat, don't take the best from what they have, something they love. Don't take the best. Now, see the beautiful, beautiful advice. He's saying, he's not saying, he didn't say, you are a scholar of Islam and I will make dua for you. Go there, challenge their bishops to a public debate and own them on the stage and destroy them and, and, and humiliate their false ideology. He didn't say any of that. Right? He didn't say any of that. He could have done that. If debating was a sunnah, if it was not a sunnah, he said, go present Islam to them in the most beautiful way. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. If they accept, show them salah. Teach them to pray. And once they start praying, he didn't say take zakat from them and send it to Madinah. He didn't say take zakat and you build a palace. No. He said take zakat from their rich, their wealthy and give it to their poor. Therefore, right there, then and then and there, there in in uh, Yemen itself, take it from their wealthy people and give it to their poor people. And on top of that, he says, don't take the best from their possession. Meaning, if you go to this wealthy person and he's got this fabulous stable of horses, and you say, no, in zakat, your stud stallion. That is the zakat. No, no, don't do that. Make sure you take it. They're good stuff, but not their best. Don't let it become a issue of their heart. Don't make it a challenge for them to obey the the tenets of Islam. 
So think about that. There are many other lessons in this hadith. I we don't have time for that here, but think about this. So it's not about debating. Never debate. Beautiful akhlaq in private. Explain, answer questions. Spirit of dialogue, not of debate. Protect your own ikhlas. Protect your own sincerity, and make dua for the person. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.